Psalm 34. Let me say a quick word of prayer before our devotions this evening. Lord, it is good to be together to conclude this Lord's Day in your house. Your house isn't this building, it's your people gathered. So we'd ask that your spirit would dwell among us in a special way this evening and knit our hearts, not just one to another, but in a greater way to our Savior Christ. Would you be pleased to do so um, in our time this evening, we'd ask in Jesus' name, amen. Now I will tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to look at one verse for our devotion and I will tie it um, as an opportunity to tie it to my personal testimony. I thought that may be helpful, but what I'd like to do to start is read the entirety of Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul makes its boast in the Lord. Let the humble hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant and their faces shall never be ashamed. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear the Lord, you his saints. For those who fear him have no lack. The young lions suffer want and hunger, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, O children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is there who desires life and loves many days that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are towards the righteous and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. He keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Affliction will slay the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him will be condemned. Amen. Verse 18 is the verse I want us to draw our attention to this evening. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Uh, the introduction to the psalm, which I did not read, tells us of the context in which David wrote this psalm. It's the context of 1 Samuel 21, and when David is fleeing from Saul, and he is before the king Achish, we believe it's also here in the beginning of the psalm, Abimelech, David is in Gath, he's in enemy territory. And this was an occasion of unusual deliverance for David. If you remember what happens in 1 Samuel 21, David is before the king and he plays mad and begins to drool down his beard and the king sends him away. He says, this isn't the warrior that we feared. 
It was an unusual deliverance. And then out of those circumstances comes Psalm 34. Through that unusual deliverance, David saw something of God that made God more precious to him. That through that circumstance, God became his treasure in a greater way. So much so that he wrote a 22-verse Hebrew acrostic poem. One verse for every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So I think it would be appropriate then to just focus on one verse. But to get to that verse, verses 4 through 8, Notice what David says there. Look back there in your Bibles with me. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. And he goes on to five, those who look to him. Then in verse six, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him. And then in verse eight, he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. He is telling us from this experience he's had, look to God, cry out to him. Seek him in your trouble. Look to him in your time of distress. But then later, leading to verse 18, it changed from the worshiper, it changed from the man of faith looking to God, but God looking on his servant, looking on his beloved, looking on the one who is trusting in him. So in verse 15, the eyes of the Lord are toward the righteous, and his ears toward their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. And then verse 18, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. The Lord had his, his eye on his people when they are in trouble and when they are going through great trial. David has come out of this unusual deliverance and he's saying, magnify, exalt the Lord with me. He is proclaiming God's transcendence. And as he reflects on God working in his life, he makes a statement of God's imminence, God's nearness. David learned something that God wasn't just overseeing his time in Gath, but that the Lord was with him even in such terrible circumstances. And so he says, the Lord is near to the broken heart and saves the crushed in spirit. Most likely, David had, at this point had his last conversation with his best friend in the world, Jonathan. And his father-in-law, Saul, is seeking to take his life. And in those circumstances, playing the part of the madman before a Philistine king, he says, the Lord is near to the broken hearted and saves the crushed in spirit. This verse uh, is precious to me. It is one that I know to be true from my own testimony. It is a testimony in which I'd like to share with you just briefly this evening how the gospel became my treasure as a young man. I was raised in a Christian home, the oldest of three children. Um, my youngest uh, sibling is my brother, Darren, and we had a sister named Peggy, middle sibling. And we were raised in a believing home, believing parents. And when I was nine, and she was seven, and Darren was five, under tragic circumstances, 
Um, we lost Peggy. She died. She was diagnosed with leukemia while in remission. She was struck by a car. And it was a sudden and tragic loss. And it was a painful loss. He was nine years old, a young man. And in God's providence um, and in God's preserving of my family, I had a father who did not waver from the faith. He clung to God's word and he clung to the Savior as we watched everything fall apart around us. And I stayed in the church because I looked at my dad into my early teenage years and I said, if, after what we've been through, if he's not going to walk away from Jesus, then I have no excuse to. I knew that it was the promises of God's word, the gospel itself, that he believed with all his heart. And so... I stayed in the church, but I stayed in the church as a hurting young man, wrestling with questions, wrestling with anger towards God, unwilling to surrender my will to his will, and around the age of 16, it was as if the Lord came near to me and said, it's time to deal with the broken heart. I'm the God who saves the crushing spirit. And it was many years later since the death of my sister, and I had learned to put the front up, learned to play the part of good church kid, varsity basketball player, youth group leader, but I was holding on to something and holding it against our God. And the Lord confronted me with that, and he confronted me with the gospel. And it was the gospel in which God became my treasure, and it was through the gospel that I came to know that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted, saves the crushed in spirit. The gospel challenged me to say, I cannot judge God's plan and love for me based on what has happened in our family and the trials and circumstances in our life. But I must instead look to the cross and see in which the love of God demonstrated for sinners in the giving of his own son. How is the Lord near to the brokenhearted? Well, he came near in the incarnation and he dwelt among us. And Isaiah the prophet says, that he was a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. The eternal begotten Son of God, who knew the blessedness of the Father and the Holy Spirit, took on flesh and experienced life in a fallen world experienced sorrow and grief. And though I don't understand all the reasons why tragic things happen in your life and my life, there is a Savior who is a man who is acquainted with grief, a man of sorrows, who has come near to us, who has walked this planet. 
the Lord saves the crushed in spirit. Isaiah 53.10 says that it was the Lord's will to crush him. He was put to grief when his soul makes an offering for guilt. The gospel became my treasure in the midst of broken hardness and crushed in spirit when I saw that God's response to my anger towards him for what happened in our family was best answered in the cross. And that my wrath towards God was answered by him pouring his wrath out on his son in order that I might be forgiven. So I stand before you um, as a gospel minister, but a, a brother in the Lord who can testify to the goodness of our God, to what circumstances you brought in here and what pain, what sorrow, what wounds that you brought. The gospel is true. He is near to the brokenhearted, and he saves the crushed in spirit. And so, let me remind you and encourage you to draw near to the throne of grace that you might receive mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Can I pray for us again? Lord, I know that there's many brothers and sisters in here um, who carry heavy burdens and heavy weights. Let us all be reminded that the gospel has every answer to every trouble. It is our eternal hope securing our salvation and we are being made new. And we are coming to know the resurrected power now even in a fallen world. So if there are those among us who are brokenhearted, crushed in spirit, let them know the comfort of your Holy Spirit this evening. We ask in Jesus' name, amen.